From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, I'm glad we're back, and this is going to be a very exciting show. Uh, we have some special guests today. How are you? Oh, yeah. It's uh, great to be back, Steve. Uh, hope you're doing well, but I'm looking forward to hearing from our guests. Uh, these two are uh, uh, their characters. Or, uh, they get that. <laughs> So, so without further ado, we, we got to spend some time um, with, with these folks at uh, Infocom. We did a recording on their podcast and and be sure to check that out. We'll be talking a little bit about their podcast, um, but they are known as the AV Bald Guys and they are George Chaco and Rich Miller from Pace University. Welcome, George. Welcome, hey, Rich. Hey, hey. hey, guys. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Well, thank, thanks for being with us. And um, you know, one, you guys do a great podcast and uh, we want to co-promote that. So, so please check out Cables, Coffee and Curveballs um, on your favorite podcast player. Um, it's a lot of fun. It, it's not just about AV. It's not just, it's it's a, a combination of things. And I like what you do in bringing out the the personality in the those people in the AV industry. So great job with that. Thanks a lot, Steve. Uh, we try. It's actually not by design. It just kind of <laughs> happens on the show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, it worked for us the first three episodes and we've just been running with it. <laughs> well, it, it's a lot of the, the things that people in AV like. So that's that's a good thing. And I I, yeah, I relate to them. So drew me in. Awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, and, you know, you, you guys both come from the AV space in higher ed. Um, you're, you've been with Pace University for quite some time, but you're not just involved in AV as you would think of in, in, in a university. You're also involved in the education part, which is really cool. So, um, so George, I'll start with you. Give, give us a little bit about your background um, sure. and, and also um, how you could speak to our audience that is um, either programmers or people who want to learn more about programming and control. Sure. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having us on the show. Um, yeah, my story starts back in 1980. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, uh, you know, like as most of our uh, AV uh, family did not start in the AV world at all, right? I was a computer science, pro, a computer science major um, at Pace University, and um, I just needed a weekend job. Uh, so I, you know, I came out of the classroom one day and there was a sign for, uh, now hiring outside our educational media office. And I said, why not? Right. So I went in there. I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, they told me all these things. I was like, great. What does it pay per hour? An hour. I'm not going to tell you exactly what that hourly pay rate was back then. Cause you might be able to put a, uh, <laughs> finger. <laughs> Anyways, I'll digress. You already, you already told them how old you are, George. Yeah. Sorry. I just yeah. realized that too. <laughs> We can edit that out, right? Uh, um, so you know, I went in, and uh, honestly, I just I just fell in love with AV uh, right then and there. Um, so I was, uh, I think, in my junior year, I started working full time. Um, we were an Extron shop back then, so I did everything with Global Configurator, and uh, you know, everything was ZGA back then. I am totally dating myself on this show. We didn't, we didn't have any HDMI. It was all VGA. We had BNC cables and, uh, uh, you know, uh, coax running everywhere. So that was, that was my introduction to the world of AV. 
And uh, once I left Pace, I left Pace for a couple of years. I went to uh, Bloomberg. I was a staffer at Bloomberg. And that was really where my AV education started. That's when I realized how little I knew about the AV world. And, you know, they don't, they're, they're very accurate. You got, you got to fall off a bike before you learn how to ride a bike. And, and that was the moment. That was my falling off the bike moment. And I really, really scraped my knees and elbows, folks. Like, really, it was a rude awakening. You want me to do what now? I don't even know what that means. Like, you know what I mean? It was one of those moments. But somehow I fell in love with AV even more. Um, and then when I had the opportunity to come back to Pace University, and Pace University is just such an amazing place to work. And I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying that. Like, it's, it's, it's really just an amazing place to work. And, and the opportunities within Pace for me to grow um, and our leadership is fantastic. And it's just come to this point where um, my entire world revolves around AV. Uh, and that's the point during the pandemic where Rich and I had a discussion as to like, you know, this was our starting point. This is everybody's story. Like, what can we do to change the story for the next generation? And that's how the AV degree program came about. We partnered with the MCBA department. Um, you know, we've already gotten one class, 20 students out the way. The next set of next class is uh, starting in a week and a half from what Rich reminded me. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, that section's closed off and our 200 level course is going on spring of 2024. Um, so it's really exciting stuff, uh, looking forward to it. Um, and I think, I hope, I don't think I've taken up 20 minutes, so I'll give Rich a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, thanks, George. Uh, so I was, you know, similar path to George, George, uh, George and I both start off as student workers pushing, uh, can we say cows around computers on wheels around, yeah. uh, they don't, they don't exist anymore, but, uh, in theory, um, but, uh, I started working in the back end in programming, website design, um, knew nothing about it out of high school, just learned on the fly, realized it wasn't for me. Um, shout out to my wife, now wife who worked for George as a student assistant at in the AV department, told me about the job she had. I interviewed with George. Uh, we talked about sports for 30 minutes and I walked out of there with a job making $7 an hour. Uh, I took you, a pay cut. You're not I, supposed I'm, to say that. Yeah, out loud. I mean, it was over 20 years ago. <laughs> I could say it out loud. Um, but I took a pay cut. I was making double digits an hour, which back then 20 years ago was a lot. <laughs> um, but I, in hindsight, that was the best decision I ever made. Um, went from student worker to evening supervisor um, to manager. I went to the New York City campus, which is, a, you know, like a whole different world. I got a a uh, whole different understanding of AV down there running projects alongside George. Uh, I then moved into a space uh, after I got my master's into the uh, more IT realm, but still doing AV stuff, right? We know AV and IT are, you know, converging even more these days. And they have been, they always have been. In hindsight, George and I talk about this all the time. We've always done AV and IT and, and you know, nobody wanted to admit it, but they've always been hand in hand. Uh, the last 12 years now, I've worked specifically in the College of Arts and Sciences um, but you know, every project that comes up, I'm always working with George or somebody on his team. Um, he and I both teach CIS 101 as adjuncts that, so we teach students, you know, basic Excel and, and office and, uh, tech skills. Um, and that branched out, like he said, in the pandemic, suddenly we were like, Hey, let's bring this AV idea, uh, degree idea to the, to somebody. So being in the college of arts and sciences, uh, George mentioned the MCVA department. It's the media communications and visual arts. So it's a lot of uh, digital cinema, filmmaking, production type students who are already doing this stuff without really even realizing it, right? They're doing a lot of this uh, out in the field and they're learning it. And what we brought was like a kind of a niche thing though that didn't exist. And it's it, it doesn't exist because we're still building it. 
first higher ed you know university to do it, but we're getting there. Uh, the first class is off the ground. George mentioned it ran in the spring. This, it's running again in the fall in a week and a half. Uh, and then the, there's two more courses that are going to start running in the spring. And then from there, they pick a fourth course. And my, my favorite part about this, and I'll wrap it up here with the, the program part piece for now, they have to take an internship. All right. So our, our AV program is a minor right now. Our, obviously, our big goal is to make it a major. Um, but even for the minor, we're requiring them to take a three credit internship. Uh, and, and that's not something that's a normal thing, but we're really pushing the experiential learning. Uh, and we want them, I mean, AV is experience, you know, it's everything is hands-on, right? Um, and we aren't just going to say that a lot of people say experiential, it's a buzzword. Uh, our department and the department that we're based out of and the courses that we're building truly are experiential. So um, that's kind of a summary of where we are now. And we're just really stoked that it's kind of taken off and uh, we're, we're just going to keep building. That, to me, I mean, that, 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 that checks a lot of boxes in this industry. <laughs> I mean, we, we're, we're always looking for new people. We, everybody need, needs to be educated on a regular basis. And it, it also very much ties into the fact that you're, you're not only teaching this, but you're also doing it on your campus. So, I, I mean, I, I think it, it's, it's quite, quite interesting and really ha has a great common thread there. Um, James, I, I don't know if you've heard of anything that's quite like this before or, or, ha or you know, but, but I, I assume you would see similar value. Oh, I definitely see the value in what Rich and George are doing. Um, as they say, they're the first university, at least that I know, that have any kind of formal program. I know, like Rich and George, I was a student worker. I got all my training on the job. Um, I didn't even get my AV training until actually it was uh, full time, but again, all on the job. And I'm trying to instill that into my student workers here is give them tidbits. Like just earlier today, there was a, a problem in a room and they're working on it. And one of the other full-time guys came in and he's like, oh, do you? I'm like, nope, let them figure it out. I'm like, I'm watching them. Let them figure it out. Let them go for the steps. And he's like, oh, okay, no problem. And they did figure it out. So it was good. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking with um, our friends over there, Atlantis Partners, just a quick plug-in. I, I hope you don't mind that. Um, but, you know, we we're talking about how when they come out of school, uh, they come out of, you know, they have all these various degrees, anything but AV. So their learning curve is, you know, two weeks to a month, depending who you're working with, depending on what they're doing. We're never going to flatten that curve, right? But if we can bring that curve down to, all right, you come in. So when I say go get me an HDMI cable, I'm just giving you an example. You know mm -hmm. what an HDMI cable looks like, right? Mm -hmm. If I tell you to go give me, um, you know, a female XLR, to mail XLR, you know what to go get it out of a pile and not be like, hmm, let me Google this real quick. <laughs> um, so not flattening the curve, but at least really, really reducing that curve uh, yeah. to a point where people can really hit the ground running um, by week one, let's say. Yeah. Is that ambitious? And I don't know. George, piggybacking off of that, uh, James, something you mentioned to us when you got, you and Steve were on the our podcast at Infocom, you talked about getting we took this to heart in a good way. Uh, it was great constructive criticism. Uh, you know, you said we're too late, right? You, I, I'm sure you remember that. Uh, and Jordan and I were like, yeah, we were like, wait, what? And then we we're like, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go through that all again because it makes a lot of sense. You're, you're right. 
so what, actually what we're doing right now is we're in the process of uh, cultivating a, an event on campus, like a career fair at Pace, uh, where we bring bus in local high schools. Uh, even that might be, again, might be too late, but we're starting with the, the, the high school level to, you know, to, to get a head start on it. So I just wanted to tell you that. Thank you for saying that because it, it, it we started thinking like you're, he's right. Like it, we're, we're shrinking our pool by waiting for them to get to college. So let's start with high school. We have a couple contacts. Let's bust them in. We have a big setup at pace that we can bring them in. Let's bring some of our contacts in to talk to them and um, so on and so forth. So I, I just wanted to give you a shout out for that because that's something we're actually we're literally working on that right now to try to get that up and running for some time. We're going to call it the James King Career <laughs> Fair at Patient Versus. <laughs> oh, because people will run on that one. <laughs> well, no, well, like going with that, what Rich was saying is, and not to dive more into it, but like even I think I was wrong because when I first started hearing about research, especially for young females, I always heard around um, the eight, uh, sixth grade. They start, mm -hmm. the young females start picking their career path. Yeah. Then I just heard research re recently that it's now as young as third grade. Wow. And I was like, whoa, wait, okay. So, yes, the younger we can get to them, the better off we are. Yeah. yeah. My daughter's <laughs> starting third grade, so that's mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a middle schooler, two middle schoolers, and a, a preschooler. Right. Yeah, my 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 ten year old has wanted to be an architect since he was six years old, I think, and that you know I don't know where he gets that kind of drive from, but um, <laughs> you know it's it's you're a hundred percent right, and and it's not just the students because at that point parents are also influencing the students on the sure. you know what I mean like yep. uh, I want you to become a doctor. I don't think many people do that anymore, but there's always a little guidance there in that sense. So, you know, we want to do a career fair, this fair for the students as a level one. And maybe the next summer we do another event at Pace where we invite the parents and have a session with them and just inform and, and put out more information for the folks that this is an industry that needs help. And we can, yeah, you know, let's be honest, yep. we can make your kids a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I think we need as an industry, we need to do a better job marketing that. I had a conversation with one of my student workers who's looking at graduation and we were talking like what you're planning on. And he's an IT person. And yes, ABIT, we won't go there. But he was talking about like when he was younger, he was very good at gaming. But he's like, I don't want to be a professional gamer. He's like, I was really good at, but I don't want to be professional gaming. I'm like, all right, I go, what else can you do for gaming? He's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, AV. I'm like setting up the projectors. He's like, I never thought of that. He's like, I can still game and do all this. I'm like, yes, it's a career path. Yeah, it's actually interesting you say that, James. Our uh, before we started this program, we took our Seidenberg School of Computer Science. We took them to a field trip to Crestron, um, and uh, this was just this was this winter before the pandemic, I think. And uh, one of our one of the students that came with us. Um, you know, programming major, computer science major. He has got his master's from Pace. I think he works for the DOJ now. Um, and he came in to Crestron and he was like, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is like, I had no idea all this was there. He went on to intern there for a whole year in their, um, I want to say it was the R&D. No, 
I don't remember. Either way, it was a long time ago. Um, he went on to work there and he still, every once in a while when I run into him, he still talks about that. And he was like, that was really eye-opening to me. And I don't think people realize the various levels mm-hmm. there are within AV, but I sure as hell don't think they understand how much programming is involved. You know what I mean? Even now on construction projects, I feel like when I go into a meeting, people are looking at me like, why is it so complicated? All I want is a TV on the wall. No, no, no. It's <laughs> it's lot. I'm not getting a Vizio TV from Costco and putting it on your wall <laughs> and running it 24-7. It's very different. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I think we need to get that understanding. And and Steve, you've mentioned this before. Uh, you know, control systems and programming is all of one, maybe two pages in whatever AV textbooks exist. Um, we need to yeah. go beyond that and we need to, we, you know, it starts with, um, just appreciation for AV in general. Right. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, that, that's something that's always baffled me and, and, you know, it's probably one of my motivators to say there, there's this group of people who, and we, we talk about this on our show a lot. They, they tend to be kind of off on their own to figure it out. And right. those are the programmers. And and yes, many of them have manufacturers that they can go to and get trained, but they're only seeing one side uh, of a very multifaceted in- industry. Right. And, and I mean, I, I think that we have to do do better. And, it, and the best place to come from is from within. You know, right. th- those of us that want to give back and want want to help the next generation because we we, we we all are getting going to get older. It's that it's inevitable, and right. and we, we have to leave something behind and and equip people to follow in our footsteps. I do think that one of the biggest advantages we have in the AV industry um, is that you know there's so many different companies from top to bottom. But when you get into the programming of it, when you get into the nitty gritty, you really can grow and move around because it's not like you're not learning a whole different language to program a touch panel from one to the other, right? The the concepts remain the same. The ideas remain the same. The design remains the same, but it's also like a playground because you really can, once you get to that coding, you're not limited to, all right, I'm trying to, you know, do X, Y, Z, because that's what I'm asked. Even though, even for us, when we have a design, we have a layout of the touch panel, the way it's supposed to look, the feel in the classroom. If a programmer goes in and says, you know, this is really cool, but if we add this button, it can do this, it could do that. And it's all just two, three lines of code. It's it's amazing what we can achieve in this field with the program, with good programming. So I I completely agree. There needs to sure. be a lot more of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in, Steve. Can I can I ask do my ask the programmer question now? Because I feel like it's a perfect segue. I I want to be mindful of time, but why don't we use that as a teaser for the next next perfect. episode? All right, cool. But we, because we are gonna have uh, George. And I can't Rich wait back to ask it for another one. So, um, but and but before we wrap up, um, and and I do want to continue this conversation because I had a follow up as well. But tell us a little bit about your podcast. Tell us a little bit about. Um, what where it came from what what you guys talk about do a little promo but also what what are maybe one or two things you've learned since you've been doing it because you, you have quite a number of episodes out um so yeah we so we i'll go quick because i know george probably really wants to jump in he's itching i can tell but uh no, I, was I was gonna just, say i just... let you do it because i'll go 20 minutes long <laughs> no <again>. i was <laughs> I, I was just i was just cleaning some stuff up last night i realized we have 12 episodes from season one and then we dropped eight 
short episodes from Infocom, one of which was with, with the two of you. So we have, you know, 20 episodes out there on Spotify right now, which was, uh, it kind of blew my mind, actually. Uh, I, I didn't, it start so it started off as, hey, let's do a podcast. And, you know, George and I have always talked about doing things, you know, it's, it's, it's never, you never know if you're going to follow through on it, but we, we, we tried it and we we're like, oh, this is pretty cool. First couple were, you know, a little rocky. Uh, we have some great support at Pace that uh, helps us. Uh, shout out Sweet Lou, um, who helps us produce these um, these podcasts. Um, it started to grow, though, once we started kind of realizing the, the world that exists outside of, I think we always were siloed off in Pace. And then uh, obviously George is a little more connected to the outside world with all the projects he's doing on a, a, a semesterly and weekly basis and we started branching out and we we're like oh and then we went to a conference and then george was uh taking you know etc president and elect and all of a sudden all these people were like oh like we were like had all these people we could like hey come on our podcast and we were it was like a snowball effect and we we're like wow this is actually really cool and then like i was getting like texts from like family members like hey how come you haven't released a podcast in a while i'm like oh <laughs> and then yesterday I go on Spotify and it's like, you have 72 subscribers. And I was like, I didn't know yet. I mean, that's not a high number, but for us, we were like, okay, we've been doing this for a year and we just hit a thousand followers on Instagram. So like stuff like that, we're like, oh, this is like, we're, we're actually doing pretty good here. So it turned into initially like, just let's do it for fun. Um, I feel like, you know, George and I have known each other for over 20 years. So I feel like we have kind of a natural uh, flow to, to, to when we chat and, and whatnot and get on the mic. Um, we've tried to bring in some serious topics as well. Um, some, we've done some mental health episodes. We brought in, um, Chris Fitzpatrick from Crestron to talk about careers, which again, had nothing to do with technology, but it, that was one of our best, uh, one of our, the, it's gotten the best feedback out of, out of all of our, uh, many of our episodes that are out there just because it relates to anybody. Uh, it didn't just relate to anything, you know, tech, tech, uh, specific. Um, but uh, let me stop there. I know George wants to jump in and, and no, give no, a little... I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I mean, good? everything. Well, no, I want to say nine <laughs> other things, but, um, you know, it, it really, it really has been, it what started as fun has really grown into something that I don't know what that something is. Um, <laughs> it's it, but you know, it's special getting to know the community, getting to know folks like you guys, you know, it's, it's, it's just been fun. And we're gonna keep doing it until people tell us to get off the air. So yeah, and we try to relate it to the to the to the program that we're building too. So we always try to have an educational angle, but we also try to have a humorous angle. We talk about sports. We talk. You know, we have like a word of the day. We have a silly sign off. We make ball jokes. Like you know, we try to keep it very like lighthearted so that it's like just very personable and lax. And that that's the type of people we are. So we try to be the same uh, on our podcast as we are in real life. So. That's awesome. I, I, one thing and getting to know you guys better, I, I definitely see that you have a lot that you want to give to the industry and that this is a good, good sign of that. And thank you for doing it. And I think that all of these podcasts have a place and, and in my opinion, just like ours, our, our, our audience is very focused, so it doesn't have to be big as long as it's quality. And we, we know that, uh, you know, when people are listening and they're telling you that they like it, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, that probably a good way for us to end this episode, but stand by because we will uh, be doing another one um, uh, with George and Rich, and we'll be talking about some questions for Ask the Programmer before we get there. Um, and we sign off on this one. Um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit how people can get in touch with you and how they can get listen to your podcast and also learn about um, your uh, work at Pace. Uh, George, why don't you start? Sure. Um, I'm George Chaco. You can email me at G Chaco at pace.edu. I'm on LinkedIn, G Chaco. Um, Twitter and Instagram handles are bald AV guys at bald AV guys. 
Yes. So uh, same, uh, echo that sentiment. Uh, you can find us on all the socials at Bald AV Guys. Um, our, we have a generic Bald AV Guys at gmail.com. Or if you want to learn more about our AV program, uh, R. Miller at pace.edu. You can also find me on LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Thank you, guys. And James, uh, uh, any thoughts about this topic and uh, how can people get in touch with you and learn more about what you're up to? Uh, so first off, if our listeners have not listened to their podcast, Capable Coffee and Curveballs, highly recommend. It's a great one. Also, Rich and George, when you have random people coming up to you at trade show saying, hey, they like your podcast, then those are like, <laughs> those are stepping stones. Like I've twice that happened to me. And I know I was all looking for you guys at Infocom this year. So your podcast is right up there in my uh, list of podcasts. Um, and then, as always, you can Google me, find me, uh, Instant with Hepma, Pirate AV, IT and AV column, um, Twitter, AV underscore James King, LinkedIn. Again, Google me, you'll find me. Excellent. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media, my company, Control Concepts at controlconcepts.net. We um, also talking about podcasts. I do a podcast for AV Nation called The State of Control, which is uh, also pertains to this audience, talks uh, in a little bit of a different format about um, control automation and programming. And uh, we've been doing that with Rich Fergoza for uh, nine plus years. So we've been that's a monthly show, but that's uh, another one for this audience to listen to. But most importantly, uh, please reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Please uh, give a listen to Cable's Coffee and Curveballs and um, send them your love and uh, reviews and likes and so forth. And um, let us know what you think about this episode and what, what you want to hear more about. And if you have something you would like to talk about, uh, reach out because we want to have more people on the show. And with that, this has been Ask the Programmer.